maybe lower his ears a little. Now he's on top of the world, this guy. Ooh, okay, go. that's it. Go ahead. He looks on top of the Champions League. That's what I want to see. Peter, just lower yourself a little bit. No, you can't, right? That's all. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. Go for it. No, you're yours low. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Seria Audio Experience with IFTV. We got a lot to talk about today. We had Champions League. We had a crazy round of Serie I got stuck on a small chair today. It wasn't it was not a good week for me. And also, we got Peter in a special shirt right now. Peter, what does your shirt say? Uh, I think it says... <laughs> All the problems that we had with VAR, Inter was taken away. How many? How many times was it? Two, three, Two four, five times. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Is this shirt for sale? The shirt is for sale right now. We only have a limited number, so anyone who wants it, you could go down in the description and get the Varfanculo. We're not giving you one yet. I like how the color is black wait. and white. You know? oh, this, this are reverse oh, too. Yeah. It's so black and white. These are reverse. There's, right? there's two. There's multiple options. Multiple options. We had to give Peter the first one though, because this week after what happened with Inter, you guys want to start? Let's but start they, with Inter. They beat Bar though at the end of the day, we'll, right? We'll, we'll start with the positive, which mm. was Inter in the Champions League. Oh boy, that was that was amazing. Unbelievable match. Unbelievable. Peter, what were you doing? Let's let's let, let me set let me set the <laughs> okay, foreground right now. Inter against Tottenham, um, a game that everybody was saying, all our friends over here, you know, they watch the Premier League, they watch Tottenham. Oh my God, Tottenham's gonna walk all over Inter. Tottenham's gonna walk all over Inter. Seven years, Inter have been out of the Champions League. The San Siro has been missing it for too long. Full stadium, beautiful night. Coming off with a tie against uh, Parma too, right? Coming off Lost. a tie against Lost. Lost against Lost. Parma. Wow, okay. Jesus. And Inter showed to me their Champions League DNA. What were we doing when they when they uh, <laughs> Vecino who well, came in clutch? Everybody was looking at the Instagram stories, right? I was. Oh, yeah, at, yeah, I was right. at work. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I have a lax office in the sense that I can watch some games. It was oh, during boy. lunchtime, so mm -mm. I was able to watch. Lunchtime isn't two hours, and, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was excited. I was. It was really. It was good to see. Especially because the way Inter's been playing, you know, I was afraid that after one nothing down, things could really crumble. But yeah. they proved that, you know, we have to make sure that these 70,000 people in the crowd go home happy. And look, at the end of the day, Icardi's debut for oh. Inter in the Champions League with Handanovic, which is crazy. You think yeah. they're top, you know, top players that they played first time. And look how they react. Icardi comes yeah. through. Like, I mean, we were well, talking about it. Yeah. We were talking about it after, you know, Icardi will stay quiet like the whole match. But then when he when he gets his opportunity, he really knows how to finish it. That was First game in the Champions League. Assist, he's, been, right? he's been waiting for a long time for that one. Okay, but we'll talk about the match yeah. for a minute because I know I disagreed. At least I know with you, I I thought that in the first half, Tottenham was not that good. They didn't impress me. I was I was very I was more impressed with how Inter played in that first half. I was expecting Tottenham to come out here and dominate. And I know that they didn't have their goalkeeper and De La Ali, but come on, give me a break. They, they talk about this Tottenham, like Tottenham's the best team in, in the world. So, to me, I thought Inter did very good. Second half, there was a dip. There was a, a big dip. Yeah. Tottenham took advantage of their one shot that they got, which was a deflection. Well, was and Andanovic could have yeah. done it, could have saved it to me. Uh, so, I was not impressed with Tottenham. I thought that Inter played better the whole night. I, mean, I, I thought uh, that Inter, you know, they put a lot of pressure, high pressure. Mm -hmm. um, and they thought they were going to run out of... Um, in the second half, uh, but uh, listen, it's a great, great win for
for Inter, especially when it came in the last few minutes of the game. Mm. Um, when you thought that the game, uh, they were not going to be able to come back, but they did. Uh, Icardi scored a beautiful goal. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's criticized because they they want him to participate more into the the Inter to come the out of the up. area so yeah. that somebody else can go inside, but. Yeah, that's the way Cardi is. Cardi is a man for the area. He's a player that plays inside the area. He scored a beautiful goal. Which was outside the area. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know how he happened to be oh, there. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, so he's always yeah. inside the area. He's inside the area, but yeah. just ready to just uh, shoot the ball yeah. like that on, uh, on the pipe and outside the box. That, that, you know, they needed that. He's Inter tall, needs yeah. that. I think... Like we said with Inter, it goes up and down, mm-hmm. up and down. You, you need to win three, four games maybe to get a little bit of the confidence and, ke- and keep, uh, you know, the momentum yeah. to keep uh, mm. to keep going. Uh, Antonio is held back right now, but before he <laughs> unleashes a little bit, I also want to say Vecino, the man of late goals. Oh, yeah. This guy, he first of all, he's the one who got them to qualify for the Champions League Last with a late season. goal against with Lazio, yeah. and now mm-hmm. again in a moment that I mean, you couldn't need him more. This was a perfect win for Inter. Set the standard, the beginning in the Champions League, mm. the momentum, just mm. hearing the roar of the San Siro, the you know, when Inter score and win the game. It was, was incredible. It was unbelievable. And then to see Tonham walk off with a defeat, it couldn't have been better for me. So I was very, very happy. And this wasn't the game that I was most scared of. I was pretty confident in Inter. And this is almost why I wanted the Inter in the Champions League, because I feel like they just have that extra push behind them where they know to believe because while maybe the players have not been there, you know, there's a lot of players who didn't play in the Champions League, there's a big history to the club, um, which is behind them. Antonio, what are you going to say? I want to say a few things about Spalletti, you know. uh, Of course. My best friend. You know, Spalletti is not really a coach that everybody says is a great coach, a great coach. I'll tell you what's uh, what's happening with Spalletti. If this guy here had hair on his head, he would have already lost it because uh, he got (laughs) saved in the last 10 minutes. uh, uh, The last five minutes on the Tottenham game, and again, the last couple of minutes uh, during uh, the Sampdoria's yeah. game. Now, I'll tell you the reasons why. This Palletti here, even in, you know, even though he portrayed himself like, you know, this very quiet guy, you know, that he never yells from the sideline, that guy is on fire inside. So what happened Sunday, it was uh, the perfect display that he probably couldn't help himself himself uh, uh, anymore so he went in front of the camera i don't know what he did he i don't think he did he just I don't didn't do anything i don't think yeah. he deserved it i don't think no, he deserved it was the ridiculous the off, what but, is uh, that? you know he's the type of guy that uh you know it's not all the truth about what you're saying i mean it's it's not what we say over here what you see is what you get no it's not that spalletti is what you see is what you don't get okay so here's the deal. Can anyone Spalletti, translate that for me? Spalletti, what he's trying to say is he might look calm and composed on the not, outside one. I don't not. think he ever looks calm yeah. and composed. No, he looks crazy. Oh, no, 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 no. Not true. He nope. wants to portray himself like he's this very quiet guy that he knows what he's doing. I don't, I didn't get Wait, that so you're saying him. he doesn't know what he's doing? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Those are, he had a couple lucky episodes that have really determined the, the fate of, uh, of his uh, I mean, uh, coaching, coaching career at Inter. Believe me or not. Is it lucky or is it? I think it's lucky. He's lucky. lucky. I, I found him lucky. Were you happy for Inter though? You're happy that they beat Tottenham. Oh, in Champions League, of course. Any anything that is uh, just want to make sure. Italy, I want uh, I want them to to move forward. Respect. Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna I say, Inter? Uh, Inter. Inter. I, I mean, I think Gaetano had a good point. He said like we high pressed the whole first half. I think we we got tired later on in the second half, and then for some reason, I guess the fans chanting and stuff like that gave the Inter the extra push push to go on and try to win the game, and they eventually did. 
Um, Skriniar was playing right back. I was just gonna say and he right. didn't have a great game. Versalico was out, right? Versalico was yeah. out. D'Ambrosio was out because he had the injury with Padma. Yeah, injury. So, uh, I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't like we, him on the right back. Yeah, he, he I don't like really him. Impress. It was his first Who? time. Uh, it's his first also, Champions League game. Too, yeah, yeah, his first. But still, I, like I said, Inter right now they they have to start winning a couple of games yeah. in order for us to, to say, oh wow, look at them. And you know? Azamoa, so, Azamoa has oh, been yeah. huge. He's a fantastic player. He's, to me, he's been Inter's best player. Oh, yeah. Like he is that extra push. They're signing. They're just. Right? Oh my God, unbelievable! No, their best player in general. Skinny I would say. No, honestly, but I. But you see, like Azamoa. There's sometimes where you could see even with D'Ambrosio or Santono or or um, Nagatomo in the past where they get the ball and there's not a calmness amongst them. And as a fullback, how are you going to compare them though? No, that's why I'm saying that it's a position that Inter really it it, it goes unnoticed is what I'm saying. Azamo gets the ball and he always brings the ball forward. He never loses it. And there's a calmness to his game that I think really makes Inter play well. Their midfield is still lacking though, like we know. But at the same time, Inter's. They won a Champions League. They power, they they're on the Champions League right now. Spalletti or no Spalletti. I gotta tell you to finish up with my point about what all the pressure that those coaches they have. Some of the coaches they can handle some of the pressure. Some other they don't. One of them is Spalletti. The other one was uh, the guy that now is the biggest coach of Chelsea. Okay, that he left Naples because he couldn't handle the pressure of the San Paolo. Ah, what I mean, are you I'm telling you? Let me finish. Uh, In Italy, we have uh, three majors testate sportive. One is the Corriere dello Sport. One is the La Gazzetta dello Sport. And then there is tutto sport, okay? So, and every other non-testate of the, the sport, if you look on the back, the last three or four pages, they have uh, three or four, Il Sole 24 Ore, La Repubblica, Corriere, Corriere della Sera, uh, okay, you, okay, know, okay. you name them all. You name it, okay? So all they have, they have three or four pages where they dedicate a little, a little section to the Formula One, a little section to the tennis if we're moving forward. All the rest <laughs> is about no. soccer. So that's what it is. That's and what I, but in Italy, in Italy, we breathe, we live, we eat, and we digest soccer 24 that's hours a is. day. Yeah. Some of those coaches like Spalletti, they're trying to portray, portray themselves like these big guns, but they are not. They really, they are not. I, I don't think he's ever done Sarri anything was wrong. Sarri was the other one. Listen to me, I'll tell you the reasons why Sarri put an end to the pressure. That's why he went to London to play. It was there. Because of the Wimbledon, nobody's going to kill you. Nobody's going to kill you in London. Okay, so that's why Sarri looks very relaxed. He's not smoking outside as much as he used to. Because this is not Italy. Well, they oh, sat Conte the season after. There is a In Italy, when you go to, when you go to, the, to the game, and when you the game is over, you're still talking about the game. The Monday, the first thing that you do at the bar when you're drinking coffee, you're talking about the game. So that's why Spalletti, he knows that he's been talked about, he's been watched uh, uh, through the microscope. It's not his when, first rodeo. Whenever you're on a, whenever you're on a big club, yeah. the coach is always going to be the new. one. That's that's what I'm saying, especially in Italy, usually. If, if, if in the past Italian coaches three four games if they don't have yeah, a good exactly. record they're out. But that's they why I respect uh, coaches like uh, Conte. Conte is always yelling from the sideline. It's different style. Yeah. You can't blame. Look at Ancelotti. You're gonna come. Ancelotti doesn't say a word. So you're gonna. Sir, he's not Ferguson. as good because he doesn't scream. No, Ancel- Ancelotti is not. It's not that wide, but it's not uh, the, the excessive anyway, like uh, like Conte. Let, it's let, right let, in, let, in the middle. Let's keep this going because right. otherwise let's, we'll go uh, on this for a long time. Let's move on to last thing. Last thing. Last thing about Sampdoria. We got to talk about the game against. Sampdoria, no, same thing. They got a late, late winner. Late yeah. winner. Um, Sampdoria, I thought was playing pretty good too, pretty well. Quagliarella had a few chances. Um, it was a little bit back and forth, but it's also one of those games that um, I know we were talking in our group message. 
where you know Antonio was was sending a message saying, "Oh, Spalletti, all he can do is win it late." And you waited, you were patient, <laughs> and you waited a day, and then you said it's better to win it late than it is to lose it late, or lose all three points late. Which is <laughs> <laughs> It's so true, it's funny. Huh? I, I was Just pissed when, uh, when, they tied, uh, when they tied the game, but uh, it is what it is. I mean, Messi Milan still needs to register the defense. One thing I still do not understand why this Caldara is not playing on... Uh, he played, on, he played. Nah, he played in for Europa League. He played in Europa League. The thing is, with that game, there was three disallowed goals altogether. Inter got two, and Sampdoria got one. The funny thing is, yeah. when Sampdoria got at the end, Defrel took off his shirt because he celebrated, <laughs> and then card. he took it off, and he got a yellow card for taking off think, his shirt. What do you guys think about Did you see the VAR incident? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I think you have a level head, so you yeah, can say. Yeah, they, uh, they went back. They went way back to... Yeah. Uh, I think maybe 20 seconds to 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 um, first time disallow ever they did it. the, the yeah. goal because I believe the offside was on the foul from the outside of the area mm-hmm. when they put the ball in yeah. and then they kept playing they kept playing then they put the they crossed the ball mm-hmm. and then they score like 20 seconds later so they went they went back. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? No, I th- I think you know I I don't think it's got to be uh, a time you know like you have 10 seconds to check if it's if it was offside hey it was offside and, and you need to call them uh what they do is as soon as uh you know the VAR is looking at everything so as soon as they realize that, that on that pass it was offside I guess they call the referee and there's always a few seconds between the referee and they, they have to watch it and they have probably three, four people they are watching and everybody's got their the, the, the input. I think at the end, if you make the right call, that's what's important. Well, yeah, a lot of Inter fans, are, we've been getting right so call. many messages about that, saying that VAR hates them, VAR hates them. But to me, listen, relax, relax. At the end of the day, it goes both ways. We could see, you know, there's many cases. You watch Torino, they got screwed. Fiorentina, they get screwed. Juventus, they get screwed. Every team, at the end of the day, you get certain ch- certain ones that go your way and certain ones that don't go your way. If you want to blame anything, it could be the system for the way that it's used. It does make mistakes, and we are seeing more mistakes this year than anything. <laughs> your eyes are boiling over here. But that's what I've been but saying. But I think he's. I think that. I think that he's right, though. I think that he's right, though, about I, that. I listened to Rizzoli last night on uh, Domenica Sportiva talking about the VAR. So uh, after we finished the games, the, he made some very good points about okay. the VAR. So if you want, I can point yeah, that perfect. out. All right. So we'll save the VAR talk then. Um, Brozovic also after this match, he said that he thinks that this is going to be the turning point to Inter season. Um, you know, only a few games in, but you know. Some of these games, they do give you that extra push to continue going. We know Inter today, if you're watching this, they're playing Fiorentina. So it's going to be a huge test against Fiorentina. Yeah. That's they're playing Fiorentina? They're playing yeah. Fiorentina. No, in Milan. I just want to th- I, I just wanna throw one thing in for the Champions League. Edder, uh, you know, a former uh, Inter mm-hmm. player that's in China right now. He said with a stadium like the San Siro, Inter can even beat Barcelona. That's like a strong thing. Yo, the San Siro gives got, you I got chills push. from that just because it was amazing. That, that atmosphere is incredible. Uh, well, that's then. the mentality you need. That's you know, what it is. That's you know, you're playing on a storied club like Inter, Milan, Juventus. These are clubs that in the past have been in uh, a lot of cha- Champion League battles. And, yeah. you know, have fought for Scudetto race and stuff like that. You know, this is the time now that these players, they step up to the plate and you know, games when you can win uh, lightly versus Tannen and versus Fiorentina. Oh, I'm sorry, versus uh, Valencia. Talking about Valencia. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So I mean, these are things that give the Italian club something extra to, to play for, 
And now, hopefully, Inter, they're on the right track. You know, it's always better to Big win yep. than mm. to tie or to <laughs> win dirty. <laughs> but you know what? I don't see, I don't see, Peter, the fluidity of the game. Yeah. Inter, well, just not, I, I, not, I agree with you. They're not fluid. It is just, that that, you know, they're just grinding it. Just, just. No, but you know what? They go strong. Going to that point, like, Spalletti's been on Inter already for a year or so. Even though there's some new faces, you would think, like, the, the, the style of play would be more would not be identifiable more advanced than what it is now and i still see like there's a big space from like midfield to the strikers it's always it looks like it's gonna be the same type of play you're gonna give it to whoever's playing on the wings yeah. either candreva politano yeah perisic and they're gonna cross yeah and they're gonna cross there's never like you know triangulazione there's never like one two on top of the ball like a similar the way they play but unfortunately <laughs> they cannot win the yeah. game but so, uh, it's Milan's <clears> game it's, uh, it's uh, one of the top of the Serie A yeah, yeah. you know. a big part of that so, too uh, I mean we don't concede much Inter mm -hmm. that's true we don't concede much but it also hurts the, the style of play right but uh, with the Inter uh, Icardi cannot be the one scoring all the goals yeah so you need the midfielders to score goals. You need Perisic to score goals. Mm -hmm. You need Candreva to score goals. You need Nainggolan and you need uh, Positano, uh, Politano. Politano to score the, the goals. If mm -hmm. those guys are not scoring, you know, Inter is not going to go no. anywhere. They can just that's, this is what happened to the big teams. Sure. If you see all the big teams, they have those uh, offensive midfielders mm -hmm. that they go inside the area and they score goals. Yeah. Good it's point. More than one let's, let's, let's yeah. go on. Let's move on to the next Champions League like, match. Like Jack Bonaventura. You see the goal that he scored. Uh, let, 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 <laughs> let, let's go to the next Champions League match. Champions. Juventus. Oh. Juventus. Oh. Juventus Valencia. Mm -hmm. A match where in the first few minutes. Actually, before Crazy. we get there. Juventus won 2-0 over Valencia. A match which, uh, to be honest, I expected to be a lot tougher for Juve. You know, a lot of uh, my friends have told me that Valencia is going to be great. They're going to play beautiful football. The match was in Valencia, and Juventus played, you know, 80% of the match down with 10 men. And I don't think that Valencia really even had a, a shot, if, if I remember correctly. They had correctly. a bad start of the season for La, La Liga, I'm I mean, sure. Valencia yeah. did not impress me at all. It was more of Juventus. And um, to be honest with you, I saw a good mentality from Juventus in the Champions League. It was probably the best match that I saw this season of Juve, and one of the best in the Champions League. There was a certain confidence around Juve, which even as a Juve fan that I've never seen in, in the Champions League, really. Because I feel like we're always struggling a little bit to, to really get that goal. And we looked calm. We looked like we had an idea and a vision. And we we're playing really well. And then, of course, the whole Ronaldo situation happened, which we'll, I guess we'll talk about right now. For anyone that doesn't know, which I'm sure everybody saw uh, the situation. You know, Ronaldo got into a little uh, ruffle with Muriel. Murillo. Murillo, Murillo, sorry, not Muriel. With Murillo, and then uh, grabbed him by the hair while he's on the ground. Gave him a little uh, love pull. And um, the, the German referee, the German linesman gave him, not the linesman, the guy right behind the goal, told the referee they actually had some subtitles. I don't know if you guys saw that. The main referee did not see what happened, but the guy behind the goal was saying, listen, I saw it. He said, it's a red card. And the referee was like, are you sure? He's like, you sure? And then and in the end, they gave Ronaldo a red card. But why didn't he look at the bar? There is no bar. There is no bar. Champions League. League. <laughs> so listen, very simply, to me, this is totally barely even a maybe at the most, at the maximum, a yellow card. They asked Del Piero too. They said, and Del Piero's like, listen, he's like, in my time, he's like, this is never even called for a foul. He's like, so maybe it's a yellow card. 
Everybody? Yeah, opinion? I agree. That, that was so bizarre. No, I agree. That, that, that was not a red card. I mean, nope. get, no maybe, red card, not even a yellow. You give him a yellow, but... Yeah, Antonio to say that. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, as much as uh, I don't like uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, not, I mean, I don't like He's a great player, but uh, not, that he's not deserving a, a red card for something like that. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It, it just ruins the game. You know, you would think that um, this referee, actually, I was going to say that with the experience of a referee like this, this referee was also sent home in the World Cup for making a mistake in Switzerland's match. Um, and they didn't let him referee any more World Cup games for a big mistake that he made in the World Cup. No more Champions League games either, So right? this guy's screwed for the Champions League, too. <laughs> um, but bad, bad mistake, and I think um, the way that you handle it. If you, if you don't really see it, and I guess you could say, you know, the guy behind the goal saw it. If you don't really see it, I think that you can't give a red card and try to really shift the outcome of the match. But at the end of the day, Juventus did win the match, which is, you know, um, was looked over uh, in the end. And I think that over their past two games with, Valen with Valencia and with Frosinone, we've seen a Bernadeschi that is doing really well. He's trying to play in this new position with Allegri. And, you know, we, we had a lot of concerns about Bernadeschi. But what do you guys think about Champions League and overall? But why don't you talk about the fluidity of the game? It's not there yet. You get all of Against those. Valencia, no, it was there. No, I, think Juve, I no, thought it was there. Compared to recent years, you were extremely scrappy in the group stages. Listen, but yeah, like Marco said, there's a lot of confidence in the game. Used to be, you need to win games 4 nothing, 3 nothing. No, you don't. Uh, no, you don't. You know, no, you the don't. fluidity is not there for all the money that you have and the superstar that you have, you employ on, on, on the, you put on yeah, the but field. Allegri's style has never been the Allegri style. I don't know about this guy. The point that's is, the reason point why I don't think he's going to ever win a Champions League, this guy. He made it to the finals two out of three years. Yeah, so that's why he lost all the time anything. because he doesn't. Uh, he won against Real Madrid and Barcelona, yeah. too. You know? But the thing anyway. is, Juventus' strength is their defense. Let's face it. No, you know, the ability of scoring one goal and. And maintaining all the and the score yeah. like that, and holding the score one nothing. But then also now you add all these players, all these depth. So now Kedira goes down, boom, Emre yeah. Can comes in. Or, they got, yeah, exactly. Or, they got a whole second team on the in. bench. And exactly. you know Bernadeschi in the whole Champions League was was running up and down, yeah. up and down. Defending. He's such a great impact sub. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean the whole idea of of uh, the Juventus mentality to win, and then also you know even Casano used to say that the they're soldiers, right? That's Juventus. That's Juventus. You know, they they make sure that the their their point is across that they're gonna win, and that's it. And uh, you know, mm. Pjanic two penalties. You know, it's yeah. He I think a calmly. I think that placed. second that second penalty was a little bit of a makeup call for the. I think he went inside the. Mm. You know, he went inside the locker room. Well, he saw so that they, it wasn't a red card. It, right? well, it was light. Gave, it was light. No, he kicked him in the face. No. No, yeah, not that. No, one. no, no, not that one. one. That was the first one. He got a yellow. He got a yellow card for that too. That should have been a straight red for that. You know, he kicked Cancelo in the face. The Valencia and he gave a yellow card for that. I mean, that, no, that was ridiculous. That and was Ronaldo's ban is still not out, but it's expected to be one one game. Yeah. One game, see which is not. Pardon me, but one game on top of the the, the, the fact that it was thrown out, or just yeah, that, no, that yeah. this game it will be suspended for the game that it was thrown out. No, 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 no the next, next game, the next, next champion. Yeah. That's how it is. Red card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think about the red card? The game in general. No, the, I th like I told you, I don't think it was a red card. He didn't deserve to go out of the game. Uh, I think Juventus did a very good job. I think Bernadeschi is learning uh, from uh, Allegri. Um, we also saw it in the, in the game on, uh, on that he played this weekend. Um, he, did, he did very well. And when he came in into the game, uh, he changed the game against Rosinone. So uh, you need to, you, uh, with Juventus, you need to listen to your coach and you need to 
uh, realize what does the coach want from me and I think that is learning and that's what Allegri says is learning a lot since he came in is maturing and um, he's making a difference he's making a difference in the game when he comes in I thought it was going to take him longer than this uh, I hope that he continues on this level if he does I think it's, it's gonna even though there are some other great players on the bench Shibala. you know and um, it's gonna have uh, the Bala um, on the bench there are uh, other you know Quadrado is a wing which is putting him on fullback so to give him some time Douglas Costa, uh, I mean Mazzucchi Douglas Costa there's uh, a lot of great players there and uh, you know he's going uh, before them so is Bernardeschi so play pretty much job. the role of a Marquisio or no. the position no. or just uh, no, no. a little bit farther on the right on a wing no no he's, a, he's on the wing uh, he's on the wing but and I see that he comes on yeah, the middle no, no, of the time. Yeah, then, then almost like as a Metzala. He cuts inside. Yeah. Then, it will cut, then it will cut inside, when, but he, he, goes, uh, he goes wide, and then once he gets the ball, if he wants to cut inside on that goal that he scored, he came inside and then took yeah. a shot and he, and he scored. But he starts from... Uh, he could play that, that, uh, that position, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, right now he's, he's starting wide and then he comes in. There was uh, okay. We'll talk about the Frosinone match because that was an, an exciting one, actually. Um, I mean, Frosinone, eleven guys behind the ball the whole match, but you know, I didn't really expect too much from Frosinone. Um, it was a very interesting one, especially for us. Um, we had our guys over there that I always talk about on our on our corner, who used to be Real Madrid fans. Now they're Juventus fans. I, I was with them when uh, Ronaldo scored the goal, and they were going crazy. <laughs> but um, I found it interesting. That the kid, you what know, minute he, was when Ronaldo scored? 80th? 89 minutes from the end. After 80 minutes on, on a... Okay, let me say it. Let me say why. <laughs> so it's good because, look, the kid was there and he's like, when when Ronaldo used to play against uh, Leganes, he goes, used to be five goals. He's like, isn't Frosinone last place? But, you know, a, you know, his dad was telling him, listen, the Italians, they used to have Gentile that they used to call a butcher. He goes, these guys are ingrained to defend and know how to defend. So I think you do see that um, a lot more in Italy, even though Frosinone never scored a Serie A goal this season still. They're in zero goals. Um, but you do see that it's it's tougher. It's much tougher. Not easy. That you're not going to just you know run all, run all over. Even if you're the best player in the world, one of the best players in the world, you're not going to run over these defenses. And I think Molinaro put uh, Cristiano Ronaldo to the test. You know He's given him a lot of hits. So um, it's a good show for Serie A too, that, that Frosinone took them a long time. Uh, but I think that the goal was coming, and this is – Typical Juventus where, you know, even until the, I was telling them, you when you play against Juventus, you need to play 96 minutes. Not 90, not 95. You need to play 96 minutes because they always seem to pull through. And uh, that's what they did. And these are huge points. I think going back to, to Ronaldo uh, and talking about the tough, the tough defense. Yeah, there are tough defense. But he gets the chances. I mean, he's got the chances to score the goals. Mm -hmm. And he's in a position where... In, uh, in the years before, he would have finished. Yeah, he buries them. Yeah, but now, you know, he'll get a ball and he try to volley. And, and the, and, and, yeah. and no, no, yeah, the right ball will go, right you know, Spring. will go, you know, all the way up when, and he had nobody in front of him. It's just that I, I believe he's a little bit 
Still, I think the tense. pressure is getting to yeah, him. Yeah, it's a little bit of intense. Him to score you know, every week. He's, and, uh, he's in a new league. Yeah. He wants to try. He's trying so hard to make a good impression. And, and, and when he tries too hard, when he gets that volley, which before he had that confidence and relaxed, uh, where he used to hit it on the volley and score. Now he's a little bit trying too much, and the ball is going to the sky. Yeah, but I think once uh, I think once he becomes, he scores a couple more goals. I think then it's gonna. Uh, he also trying to show his teammates, you know, that he is the best player. That all the money that he's getting is worth it. So he's sometimes he's trying too hard. And one other thing I wanted to say is about Dybala. Now Dybala didn't do anything in this game. But they asked yeah. Allegri after the game, you know, what did you think of the Bala? He goes, the guy, the kid played great. He played for the team. He was coming back. He goes, maybe he didn't do too much inside the area, but he, he helped the team. And I, you know, I never thought about it because the first thing uh, that I said was the Bala didn't do anything. And I thought about what Allegri said, and this is what the coach wants. Mm. The coach wants him to play for the team. It doesn't always have to be, you know, that he has to score, but he has to sacrifice himself, which he might not understand the concept of what Allegri wants. I mean, if I was the one, I would try to put him as closer to the goal as possible because, you know, he can score. He can score goals. But is he a, a forward? No, he's not really a forward. Is he a second forward? Maybe. So then when you put him in midfield and he's too far away from the goal, is that a place? Is that a place? So, but Allegri liked it. That's, I think, that's the most important thing. You know what I wanted to see, Gatan? I want to see Juventus fa facing Inter or AC Milan or Napoli or some of those. It'll uh, happen. You know, next, uh, next week, week is uh, okay, Napoli. So then we'll, we'll, we'll see, going, right? we'll see if, uh, Napoli, if Juventus is going to keep winning. I mean, uh, I think it's going to come. Yeah, the, stuff, the stuff is going to come soon because uh, this year uh, the quality of the, the, the teams are uh, pretty much... Uh, I mean, higher. Juventus is every game 100% win. You know, all the league games mm -hmm. and Champions League. And if you talk about that, I think only Bayern and Liverpool are the only other two teams in Europe to win Champions League and all their league <laughs> games. No, Chelsea tied. Chelsea tied. And your boy Mourinho tied. But um, anyway, before we go on, also Chiellini, he ranked his way into the, the league leaderboards boards, uh, for Juventus, 477 appearances. He goes on top with Shirea, Del Piero, and a lot of other legends. He's tied so, with Zoff, right? Uh, no, he's one above Zoff. One Zoff. above Zoff? He, he, okay. he up uh, Zoff by one. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about Roma. Go to Champions League first, 3-0 against Real Madrid. Um, just to be blunt, um, I wasn't really expecting too much more from Roma. They're at the Bernabeu. Um, Zaniolo, who is um, 19 years old, never made his start in Serie A, never made his debut. He was called up this two weeks ago to the Azzurri for the first time. He made his Champions League debut. Um, you know, some people saying, I saw the newspapers, they were saying that it was a message from Di Francesco to the, to the club saying, look, look who I have to play because, you know, you, know, you sold players. But either way, um, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad for, for a debut. But, I mean, Rome as a whole, um, the defense is completely open. Peter, you were here for the game when we were watching it. And all we kept saying is the amount of gaps in the defense is – Unacceptable. Like Roma last year. Even with Manolas. <laughs> Even oh. with Manolas. Oh boy. It was I not good. It. That was that was a horrible game to watch. Yeah, it, it was tough. Uh, definitely tough on the eyes, cause um, Di Francesco right now he's not doing so good. Roma's not doing so good. They haven't found the rhythm, and to me they haven't replaced the players that left adequately. They got 
They got below par players to replace Nainggolan, to replace um, Struman, to replace uh, Allison, and they're just not pulling through. They're not getting those results that they need to. They're not. Their defense isn't the same. Their midfield isn't the same. No. And Jekyll is not as confident as he was last year. I thought the character so also in the midfield, tough. like we saw. Because we were we were saying this, the midfield. I mean, it was invisible. Like it was, was the Rostian Florenzi. So uh, I mean, Florenzi was right back. Yeah. Um. Mm. But but in the midfield, I feel like Roma these past what five six years they've been known for having such a strong midfield that would you know dominate the play. Yeah. Struman was yeah. a very physical he's character. Dedosi's a physical character. Nainggolan was a physical character who used to go up and down. So you used to see a Roma that would. You know, even if they weren't as good as the team that they were playing against, they, they would really, fall. really they fight. They break their bones. And also, not that. just the midfielders going up, because Nainguan scored a lot of goals going up, but even helping out back. And I think that that was a big thing that I saw um, in this match against Real Madrid. And, and James, James Palota actually said after the match, he just said, I'm disgusted. He just said that was actually No, like that was after they lost to Bologna. He oh, said it was that. Bologna. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, and then because they lost, they lost. Real Madrid had numerous chances. Yeah, they could have scored much more than three nothing. They didn't look inspired though, Roma. But Roma was was in in the first half until the last, uh, and they scored the free kick goal, and then pretty much the the gates opened up. Listen, a lot of those games, like Peter said, it's just psychological. Once you lose your uh, your grip on the game, then uh, the first goal, and then you get the second, and then if you're not strong enough to fight back with your character, then you lose. Yeah, you lost a game right in your head. Most most, most teams in Bernabeu, they would they would lose. The only thing is, you know, Real Madrid is definitely better than Roma. Mm -hmm. The quality of players, the style of play. Uh, at the, the stadium, players, the players so, they, yeah, and Roma is not Roma is not doing so no. so good this year. No. So I mean, Di Francesco's on the hot seat. Roma right now, they're they're lost. I have to say, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. losing two nothing to Bologna, you know, even the first win of the season. I'll, t- I'll check, but either way, before we say that, you know, Pipo and Zaghi got his first win. First win. But against a Bologna, who and Bologna they got their first goal. They, were, they did, hasn't, haven't scored a goal Bologna before the Roma game, but then they got two goals yeah. against Roma. Roma fan, what do you think about Roma? No, I mean, uh, Roma uh, against Real Madrid. I saw Roma, Real Madrid here, the Met Life. Uh, Real Madrid is another level. Um, I should not. I don't criticize Roma for losing it uh, against Real Madrid. They won the last three Champions uh, uh, League. I mean, you can no, accept that. It's no, I can accept that. There's okay. no criticism about Roma there. Mm. What uh, I criticize in, is in the Campionato, in the Championship. I mean, you playing against Bologna, uh, and uh, it's really they look really bad. And um, Ipalotta might be upset about it but what uh, you know what did you do you lo- you sold three of your best players you know and uh, i think now i mean the second goal against bologna where was there was nobody in the back yeah. i mean the, the, no the, the guys started the uh, uh counter-attack, the right? counter-attack right outside their own area and th- th- there was nobody in the middle i mean the guy he went straight into the middle 20, by himself it was like 20 yards so no I, I saw, uh, I heard what uh, Di Francesco said after the game. And what is that? Oh my God. He goes, I'm going to get 11 players, 11 players that want to play this game, and that's who's going to play next week. In other Yee. words, there are, there are some players that. that, that, that not buying his. Right. They're not, they're, not, they're not playing, and they're not even put out. 
What a turn so, of events. Or maybe they're not so, finding this philosophy too, Gata? No, at, at one point now, I think that they're not even running. Mm. The way I understood, they're not even running. Wow. So those guys, they're going to be out. So it would be interesting to see the next game. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, new faces. But the if Roma wants to go forward, the, uh, the Roma has to, sub uh, they have Palotta, they have to support the Francesco. Because if Roma doesn't come out for the Francesco yeah. and support him, there's no more team. Yeah. The team is finished. That's a good point. I just want to throw also what Diego Perotti said. This was before the game. He said, uh, in football, the easiest solution is to blame the coach and send him home because you can't sack 25 players. It's not right. Yeah, we so see that a lot in Italy, too. Obviously, in Italy, we were talking about this. Let me remind you. I remember, you know, I brought it up because Roma fans were writing to us. This was before they lost to Real Madrid and before they lost to Bologna. Roma fans were already upset. They were mm -hmm. already talking about Di Francesco out, which obviously I don't agree with. They're going into Ritiro right now, which, you know, they're just going to go into like a training camp. Um, they said that the newspapers are saying that, um, you know, they're behind Di Francesco right now. How long that faith lasts, who knows, but... Things in Italy can shift very quickly. We were talking about last week. They were talking about Inzaghi getting sacked if he lost another game. People mm. Inzaghi, of course. Mm. Now he wins. First time Bologna beat Roma in 14 years. This guy, he was on top of the world. People were so well, happy. That's, with. Italy. that's Italy. That all of those coaches that have to play in Italy. Spalletti was, was uh, almost, uh, you know, uh, he needed he a diaper if he didn't uh, win the game against... Uh, Right. Uh, you know, against Sampdoria. So uh, what happened is, you no, know, Di Francesco is on the hot seat. Di Francesco, to me, is one of the best coaches that we have in Serie A. But unfortunately, if the points are not there, uh, I think I think that he is very smart. Uh, this Di Francesco. I think he's and, gonna, uh, he's gonna stay. you know, They're when you him. when you make some changes and things don't go your way, and they look at Di Francesco, oh, he's not a good coach. Uh, and then I'm going to make another point about making a lot of changes. But it's interesting this, uh, that the easiest solution is to blame the coach and send him home because yeah. you cannot send, yeah, 25, you players send 25 players. players. Yeah. So the players know that. So if you have a three, four, five players that don't like the coach, on the next game, hey, we lose this game and De Francesco is out. Yeah. That's <laughs> totally the wrong message to yeah. send. Yeah. You know, when, uh, uh, when uh, Sir Ferguson used to, uh, he used to coach, and they knew that Sir Ferguson was not going to go home. True. There was going to be, if you didn't play good, you're going to be one of the players that went home. Yeah. Even if your name was Beckham, he, couldn't, he didn't care. Yeah. You were going to go home because you didn't play good and you didn't give 100%. Here, the attitude is, hey, maybe uh, De Francesco is going to go home. And there was another thing that happened uh, when Saki was coaching uh, uh, at AC Milan, and it was at the beginning, and he was not doing good. They were losing a few games. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those situations where, hey, you lose a couple of more games and the coach is going to be out. You know what the, uh, what, what the um, Berlusconi did? He got everybody in the locker room and he said, this is your coach, okay? You better respect him because he's going to be here and you guys are going to go home. Wow. That's and that was the game that turned around because they knew that Saki was going to stay and they were going to go home and then they started playing. Wow. So, who's not, not doing uh, the job, quote-unquote, on the Roma right now? Who's not really running? Who's not really fighting for, uh, for the That's team? That's hard to say. 
What do you mean that's hard to say? It you're watching the game. I didn't watch the game. If I would have watched the game, I would tell you one by one. Which Antonio loves going uh, players out, though. You know? As a whole, I just want to throw one thing out yeah. here. Uh, yeah. Right now, Roma are winless in their past six games in all competitions. Six games they haven't won, which is unacceptable mm. for a Champions League team. All I'm going to say is that the fans are against everything. They're against the, the management. They're yeah. against the coach. They're against the players. It's not a great time, well, but yeah. we did kind of predict this a little bit earlier on in the transfer season. You know, we were saying, listen, don't get your hopes too high up. Oh, that's the thing. I think the fans are upset. They're losing all their top players. You know, you're selling, yeah. you know, one year it's Salah, next year it's Allison. But they didn't sell them, Peter. And I go had. They're forced to sell. They, they were that price, sell. You, you sell. Not for Salah. Maybe not Salah, but, but he wanted 70 to million for a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean. It's more of Nangolan and yeah. those guys. Well, also Nangolan had problems with that's the what I'm saying. management. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. With the yeah, videos. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Di Francesco's got a lot to work on. The only thing is, unfortunately, once the players give up on you or you lose the locker room, yeah. it's hard to get them back. Extremely so hard. So, you, you know, the management could say all they want. Oh, we have Di Francesco's back. But if, if the other players, you know, if the leaders, maybe like a De Rossi or something like that, if he... He's the one. Sure he's able to take. He's the one sure. that's just gonna get everybody. Yeah, over he's there gonna have to mm-hmm. to support the Francesco. And maybe Totti too. Totti comes come down from the from the yeah. the bench. Over but there. I mean, remember, guys, the, the, the tribuna yeah. and they get into the locker room and today, guys. Jeez. This is. Didn't Rossi say something too, Marco, about Difra? Mm, I don't no. Remember. So th- that's interesting to see. And then also, there's a guy named Conte. Yeah, that's did I don't think he's going to go to Roma. Conte will not take Roma. I don't think he's going to go to Roma. That's what Angelotti said about Napoli. I don't think Conte will not take Roma. What do you mean? He's getting paid by Chelsea. It's sitting home. Oh, that's nice. Guys, let's move on. Let's go to... This is the game that I told you guys before. This was the one that I was most nervous about in the Champions League. To be honest, I wasn't nervous about Inter Tottenham. I was confident in Inter's ability. I wasn't nervous about Juventus Valencia. I mean, I already knew that Roma was not going to pull a result in the Bernabeu. This was the game that I was nervous about. Because this, I thought, was the most decisive game for Napoli. Red Star against Napoli in Serbia. Which, of course, you know, they say that it's one of the hardest stadiums to play at. Uh, 0-0, which was... I watched the game. Napoli played very well. They were not lucky. They, they, they had so many chances. Too. They yeah. had so many chances. It's not about being lucky. You, they're in a very tough group. You're playing against, I know, you know, Red Star, you, I don't know them as well, but come on, you have to win these games. We talk about a lot. Ancelotti, the Ancelotti effect, he's going to help them in Champions League. He's going to do this. To me, you tie this game, you don't win this game, you have one foot outside of the Champions League. No, I think Ancelotti is going to pull it through. They got, you have to play PSG, you have to play Liverpool. Both those games, we watched that game too. We were watching them both at the same time. Both of them look really good. Liverpool, extremely hard that you're going to beat them. PSG, another team, not as good. You know, it's definitely beatable. But PSG, PVF, PSG, PSG, yeah. PSG, 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 PSG and Liverpool. Tough group. You needed to win this game, and Napoli did not win this game, which is unacceptable. For the amount of years that, uh, that Napoli have been playing in the Champions League with Ancelotti, with all the players that they have, you should be winning this game. I was very disappointed. You should be winning Especially this game. Especially Ancelotti. I get that moments happen, but this was not a moment that you could slip up considering the group that you're I in. I agree, I yeah. agree. Even yeah. though it's tough. Antonio what? said it right, but they didn't play well. It wasn't like it was a terrible I know, move. that's true. The only thing is you have to win this game. Ancelotti said after the game, you know, we're in second place. Yeah, I know. After yeah. one game. So <laughs> I think he has faith in his team. 
Usually Napoli always steps up. They've always had a hot, rough group stage. Yeah. You know, one of the years they were able to Remedial, go through Remedial. and then they had a rough Peter, I think all you so need to do at least tie with one of the, one of the two. Uh, you tie and, and you make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you tie against uh, Liverpool. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's, that's it. PSG, you just you tie against Liverpool and BPSG. Oh, well, it's not like you make it seem uh, like it's The point is, Napoli, we... They have, Serie a a, they, yeah, have a they have a team. They have a team. So we're Serie A fans. We know how Napoli can play. I'm confident. I'm so confident. Gonna pull it. We'll see what can happen. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Obviously, we all hope we're wrong. What do you think about the? Did you see it? You didn't no, see no, it, I right? didn't see it again. I did. Yeah. I watched the game. <laughs> you told us that, all right? We're here together. We're watching together. Oh, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> we're all here. We watch. We have both games on at the same time. <laughs> then Napoli, um, to cool the nerves a little bit, they beat Torino three-one. Um, oh. Insigne on the score sheet. Four um, goals in five minutes. Four goals and five Napoli, goals. Napoli killed them, huh? Napoli killed Torino them. Torino played like kids. <laughs> Funny enough, Mazzari, after the game, I don't know if you guys saw, he said that uh, my team looked like the less talented brothers of the players who were playing <laughs> out there. Ooh. He really, he really Mazzari, said a straight. Mazzari's so old school, this guy. Mazzari's he doesn't even realize he's that, so that he's saying that anything that, that's so You know, wrong. the funny thing is that Mazzari was coaching Napoli too at some point, and then he's going back to Torino, and, uh, you know, oh, wow. he, he had a couple very good seasons in Napoli, Mazzari, until uh, then he went to, to England. Now... Yeah. Uh, you know, he's been uh, facing them again from the opposite side, you know, yeah. sitting on a bench that is not a Napoli bench. And, uh, you know, the guy doesn't want to lose against uh, against them. So uh, he got his ass kicked in the, the end of the story. Try me one of those cookies. They're very good. <laughs> also, Ancelotti changed the formation again. I know. Putting How Simone many times is that? And uh, I think every game he's played so far. Uh, I think uh, that uh, what, what Ancelotti has brought to to Napoli is the flexibility you know he's able to uh, to change the tactics uh, you know he started uh, with a 4-2-3-1 where he was defending with a 4-4-2 so he's able to to change and also get more players involved in his game where Sarri you know most of the time was always the 4-3-3 and the same more or less the same players yeah so this is what Ancelotti as, as brought to the uh, uh, to Napoli. Also, uh, Insigne is getting four goals, mm -hmm. uh, and so he's got four goals in one five games. Uh, he's playing closer, more like a forward, right? Yeah, closer to the goal. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's a little bit. He's got a little bit more energy when he's right in front of yeah, the goal. Sure. If you play uh, wide. wide as a midfielder, mm -hmm. you're going back. And you're going back 50, 60 yards all the way back to yeah. defend. So you go up and down, up and down. When you get in front of the goal, sometimes you know, after an hour, you're not as. Uh, you are the gas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, because he scored, he scored yeah. that goal. The you know the second uh, was it the second the, his second goal. Man, the ball came back from the post. Mm -hmm. And he, he bounced it, boom, yeah. and, and hit the post and goes in. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, no, but. He, the b the guy took a shot. Guy, yeah, guy he came, on. Right he came, he yeah, came yeah, back, yeah. but so fast because yeah. he was right in front of it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, hit yeah. him, and then and he shot him like in. Ancelotti actually said something. Let me say something real quick. Mm -hmm. Ancelotti actually said something after the Torino game. They switched to a four four two formation, and they played extremely well. They had a lot of chances, and Ancelotti Ancelotti's like a four four two suits Napoli better and helps Insignia. He's closer to the closer to the net. And he doesn't have to come back as deep end as much. Right. So he helps in attack even more. And he says he likes that formation a lot, which is interesting. That's a good point. Gatano, don't you think that uh, that uh, Mancini can use Insigne in the same position pretty much? 
He's very mm-hmm. secluded in that Zuri, to be honest, all the way on the left wing. He's no, not used well, to When he's playing in center him. midfield, uh, under the <laughs> <Zuri. laughs> I mean, he's playing good right now. Let's Ham, see how Hamsik, continues. Hamsik was also a guy that was has been under a lot of criticism too. You know, they, they tried they tried changing his formation. Four hundred uh, games at Napoli too. Four hundred games at Napoli. Um, yeah. They tried changing his formation a little bit. Uh, I mean, they tried changing his position a little bit, and he was criticized. So for him to get a goal, um, you know, it was it was good for him and his spirits. Um, but let's go to Milan. Milan. Dudelage. 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 Um, they w- your boy who, who scored? Who scored the goal? <laughs> who scored the only goal? Hey, the guy that Gonzalo we've been telling you is your best player. Is your best player? Iguain. But Cutrone is sitting Iguain. on the bench. Cutrone is sitting on the bench. You won the game. You won the game. Fine. It wasn't a great game, Fine. by the way. This game was that, that could have ended really bad. That I, th- I thought it was a draw. I, I thought it was gonna go more goals for. Milan at the end of the day, Milan. A win is a win, like you guys said. Right? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> when you no, win, win one nothing. Oh. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, when Milan wins one nothing. Antonio, oh. you're playing Douglas. You're playing Douglas. You're playing Douglas. Okay, playing Douglas. These guys have other jobs. You know that, right? Some yeah. of them are engineers. They had to wake up to be recounted the next day. So uh, I think that we should do, do all, with the all, you, all you do is talk about how many how much you know Ronaldo make compared to these guys. You know, it's the same thing on, on this field too, and it's only one zero. Oh Marco, there's, know, a, there's a stat of Iguain. I'm trying to uh, scroll through really quick uh based on the what? salaries of Iguain. Oh, okay, I remember his his monthly salary would pay for the entire team, players and staff and management and <laughs> coaches included. Iguain's salary for, for one year. month. Seven hundred k would pay for their entire clubs being run and paid their wages wow. for. A year. What about Cristiano Ronaldo's salary? Oh, I don't even know. He will play for ten. Don't put Iguain over there. No, because they played each other. Oh, they played each other. That's okay. why. Oh, that's why. You, that's, that's why we put it. Hmm. Um, but anyway, nothing to really talk about more than this match. Caldara and Romagnoli they played together finally, so you're probably happy about that. But. Um, their match against Atalanta was an interesting oh one, God. a very interesting one. Um, Two-two, it ended in the in the final. Number one again, who scored for Milan? Two. Ah, who scored? One of them too. Iguain. That was a beautiful goal from Iguain. Spectacular goal. And a, and an offside goal from Bonaventura too. Right? That was offside. That was offside. No, it was. It was. That was offside. <laughs> that, was <not laughs> offside. That, was offside. that was not offside. That was not offside. What do you have to say about that? Who said it? The no, 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 no. What do you got to say about that? Warfanculo. <laughs> <laughs> and no, Bonaventura yeah. did not celebrate the two goals he scored against his former club. Well, listen, That's I, I, there. I was not I was not happy when he was pulled out. I mean the guy is doing well, he's yeah. not struggling That's on the true. field, he's yeah. actually running uh, a lot of plays. So just keep him over there. Yes. This is know, this is why big time that this was criticized right now. He's been giving playing time to this other big guy that uh, he got from uh, the English Premier yeah. League. You know, uh, Bakayoko. Bakayoko. Yeah. Do you think I mean Milan were in the lead and then Atalanta scored late? Um by the way, Gonzalo Higuain, three goals in three games, mm. his past three games. Very, Very unbelievable. He's the best player for Milan right now. Yeah. Um, but Gattuso's substitutions, that's what's been the theme of this. Everything that we're getting from the Milan fans is everyone upset with Gattuso. So many messages saying Gattuso out, get him, get rid of him. He doesn't know what he's doing. What is your response to no, that? No, absolutely not. It's Gattuso, he has a problem. He's getting the players just a little by little in just to buy into the, the, the you know the philosophy of the of the, the team and the game itself. So he's got several players that he thinks he can use at the same position that is stopping the, the, the starter. And then all he's doing is just trying to get him into the groove to play to play eventually as a starter. Because Gattuso philosophies is gonna use everyone 
For Gattuso, there is no bench, there is no starter. Gattuso values everybody, puts everybody on the same line. That's why I put uh, uh, nine tenths, nine eleven of the, the players that they played on the champ on uh, on the UEFA. They were completely, uh, they were sitting on the bench the week before. The, the substitutions were he put Abate in for Calabria in the sixty seventh minute, seventy fifth minute, which was a big one. He took Bonaventura out for Bakayoko. That I was not. Happy. And then he took Chahanolu out and put Castillejo. Which everyone was very upset about that. They were upset about these substitutions, which I think Gattuso got him wrong. He got him wrong. He uh, did. He did. He uh, got this him time wrong. he made a mistake. But, he uh, made a mistake. Two, I mean, two one. You can understand his his reasoning for it. At least you take out Bonaventura, more offensive player, and you put in Bakayoko, who's supposed to be that. But put a defender. If anything, put a defender. Just defend your your yeah, uh, your game. Bakayoko in that midfield. But he hasn't been good in Serie A. What he's supposed to do is no. clean up, win balls, right. and then. Actually, he was the one responsible. At, at, at some point, we had a three-on-two three situation over there in front of the goalkeeper, mm -hmm. and he made the wrong decision. We could have just put the game away and make it into 3-1, and then uh, we got oh, fans. Uh, the soccer game is always... I want to make a comment about your coach, Yeah. Gattuso. Yeah. You know what he said after the game? What? He said, we play well, but we can't win. I wish we didn't play so well, but we could win. get a win. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, who does that sound? Oh, yeah. That one does that sound. Which team does uh, that sound? Oh boy! What do you mean, which team? Yeah, which Antonio, coach? The fire is burning in yeah. Antonio right now. Which, which, a, which coach does that sound? I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know who? Usari? No, yeah. Allegri. Allegri? Yeah. Yeah, you always say, oh, but Ju Juventus does not play well and they win the games and there's like? no fluidity, you know, <laughs> fluidity. fluidity on the game. <laughs> but now your coach is saying that. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> you want to fight you right now? Listen. Yeah. Yeah. If he plays Caldara, this is not going to happen again. <laughs> Yeah, Galdara is going to. Yeah, Galdara is a different. <laughs> one player. This is where we lose the not a good defender. Musacchio is not a good defender <laughs> for me. Musacchio could just uh, play 20 minutes. Of, actually, Musacchio can come as a dunk. Was Musacchio at the goal for both goals? Since 2014. <laughs> I would say the second goal, yes. <laughs> Since 2014, you haven't beaten Atalanta. And that's, you know, we could have won in the last two, three minutes, and uh, we didn't uh, we didn't capitalize on uh, what we did. Yeah. Atalanta's always been tough. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. But the only thing is Milan at home. Atalanta's yeah, exactly. a, nice, is a no. nice team. Atalanta's a real it's team. It's a, a good team. This, they, is, this is another they, one that's a good signal, too. Yeah. The same guy we talked to, he's like, come on, Milan lose to, a tie to Atalanta. No, Atalanta. Like, oh, Atalanta's a team that, oh, yeah. that always is very competitive. Yeah. Deserves to be in Europe. No, no, he's a good team. Yeah, you're right. No, no, no. That, okay, I get that. But still, when you have that, when, when you're winning 2-1, you know, imagine the reverse. If Atalanta was 2-1 and then you scored 2-2, we'd be here with a little bit of a different attitude saying, oh, Milan was able to come back. So there's always a double-edged sword to uh, what we say. On a situation like that, you're winning the game 2-1. It's, uh, it's uh, that overtime. Just to put a wall in front of the defense. Just everybody steps back, <laughs> play defense. But well, that's the what story. they try to do. Close the game. No, they didn't do that. He subbed Bonaventura. He put uh, Bakayoko. Defensive and player. And then he, he put Kalajeko, whatever is his name. Castillejo. Castillejo in, uh, instead of Chalanoglu. Those are offensive players. You're really defender. Put Caldara. Put Caldara in next to the, the, to the other two defenders. five goals, right? Make Mike, a, a five start, start getting your questions. Yeah. Uh, this is what I would have done. You have the defender over there. You have the defender score. It's two to one. Two minutes before the end of the game, just put a defender inside. Actually, waste even time. I said, hey, I gotta, go, I gotta make a, a sub. Putting in an extra defender with fifteen minutes. I would have done that. I will definitely put in an extra five defender. Minutes, okay. Definitely. Give your boy a call. Okay, uh, Lazio two wins. Europa League. Apollon two one. 
Um, and against Genoa, 4-1. Immobile went down in history. He's Lazio's seventh most highest goal scorer in their history, which was he, he jumped over Kulose uh, yeah, after scoring two goals um, today. And also Piatek. We talked about this kid a lot. Uh, the Polish guy. I remember we said it even probably the first podcast of the season to watch out for him because he scored four goals in Coppa Italia. What are you going to say? Piatek. He was just P- looking at it. The Capo Cananiere ch- uh, chart. Piatek, five goals. Mm. Second, De Frel, Insigne. Incredible. Four goals. Nobody has played their first four games since Shevchenko and scored five goals in four games in their first Serie A season. Plus no penalties, boys. That's a big since one. Shevchenko in, I think, 1999. So Piatek, this kid is good, and if you go back to what um, Genoa's, um, I can't, I'm blanking on who their owner is. Who's their owner? Genoa's owner. Top of my head. I just, uh, I, just I can't. Preciosi. Preciosi. There, there we go. go. He said that. He said I watched Piatek play one time, and I bought him on the spot. He said I know that this guy's gonna. I think he said cash it, cash out for me, something like that. The new that. Lewandowski guys, the get cash ready. cow. Yeah, something, <laughs> something like that. But he said he only had to watch him one time to know that this is this mm. was gonna be a kid. Um, so, yes, good job by Lazio, uh, Simone, and the people. They both won uh, the same week. Also, Federico Chiesa in uh, Fiorentina's 3-0 win over Spal. There was a beautiful moment. He scored. He went over to his brother, um, Lorenzo Chiesa, and he gave him a hug. And his dad, Enrico, was watching also from the stands. And 10 years ago, there's a picture of Enrico Chiesa going over to his son when he scored a goal when he was oh, playing. Oh, wow. In- I didn't know that. I'll, I'll show you the show yeah, real quick. Crazy. Um, but beautiful moment um, in that match, and there's a lot of family moments. Look, you see this? He was he was a ball boy, and his dad went over to him when he was playing in oh, 2008. Wow! wow. So, there, so that was a uh, nice moment. His brother's 14 years old, right? Oh, is he? I yeah, he's 14 years he old, and the father said that the brother is going to be better than even uh, better. Even Inter better go after. So he put a little pressure <laughs> on. Uh, Lorenzo. No, on this guy. Oh, oh Federico. Oh, Federico. <laughs> yeah, he, he was the ball. Hopefully, he didn't put too much pressure on, on the... Uh, hey, hey pressure is good a little bit. Um, also, Parma. Gervinho is unstoppable oh, wow. in the yeah. Serie A. That guy's incredible. This is a guy. Fantastic goal. So, I mean, that's an unbelievable that goal. Guys, Gervinho is a real deal. We've, we've always loved him. We've always followed him after he left Roma in China and he came why, back with, why <laughs> Roma let him go what, what was the reason yeah, well, for them to let him go he didn't, he didn't really let they didn't really let him go Gervinho wanted to go he wanted to go to China why? yeah um, yeah I'm not gonna say <laughs> anyway Gervinho um, he also commented on our picture too he after we, we posted media. about it he has a culture yeah. shirt he has yeah, one of our yeah, culture shirts he posted about it too that he has it um, he commented on our picture so Gervinho we always have a soft spot for Gervinho we'll give him a little bit extra um, I thought it was interesting Cagliari's coach Maran after the match he said he said, Gervinho, what happened? He goes, he's unstoppable. That's it. Oh, he's fast. He's, guys, he ran like he 70 fast. meters. I he went three meters. fourths of the field and oh, he yeah. scored himself. He's unstoppable. He's He loves the Serie A. But every, against every team, against Juventus, guys, he was, against all the Serie A games, he was incredible. I'll quote, I'll quote what Michael said after this happened. And Michael was very happy. He said, this is why I like Parma and why I like Parma this season. Because they spent money in the right places, and they signed players who know the Serie A. And he said, this is the example smaller teams should be looking at. Yeah, Parma has more pull because Parma is Parma, and they have that name. But still, they came from Serie B to Serie A. 
They're still not even Sam playing. Yafi, they came from old. They got banned. Uh, you know what I mean. I know. I'm just saying. They, they still story. got Chichiretti, Biabiani, Inglese, and, and Gervinho, who haven't all played together yeah. yet. So this is a Parma that they say must be the limitless. Parmi, must be the Parmigiano and, and the Grana Padano <laughs> that they eat those guys. Yeah, he had so, a little piece of cheese and he ran the whole field after all. And the, the, and the right? uh, Gervinho, too, so. Gervinho loves Italy. And yeah. Gervinho always plays well yeah, in Italy. That guy's eating well this, over there in Parma. Even Miguel was over and he was watching the match and he was like, He's like, Gervinho is so much fun to watch. So, yeah, he missed the food. When he's in China, he missed the food, so he had to come back to Italy. <laughs> oh, oh. And he's like, listen, I, I got to I gotta play. <laughs> you go from dumplings to a tortellini and a tagliatelle and a bolognese. You kidding me? Um, but also, Roberto uh, Inglese. Inglese. Nice pickup, man. Yeah. He was playing with Napoli. He's, he's very season. consistent. Very he's, scoring, he's scoring goals every game. Yeah, Parma's doing the right thing. He's a solid Let's player. Let's go to the Napoli. Napoli. I last, last thing, also Gilardino, mm. officially retired. Um, from from playing football, he said that he was looking for a team that was going to be competitive. Um, he wasn't able to find the team, so was uh, playing the Serie B, right? Lardino, uh retired. Um, yeah, he was at Spezia, I think. Mm. And um, he's actually, I don't know if you guys know, only three players from our World Cup team are still playing: mm-hmm. De Rossi, Buffon, and Barzagli. So we uh, we lost one. We lost Gilardino uh, today. Mm. It's so sad that our 2006 mm. team is slowly. Going down, but when De Rossi was like 24 at the time when he won the World Cup, right? Something like that. Um, so Giladino, what? It's already 12 years. Yeah. 2006. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> 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 you gotta freeze time. Over I know. Here. That is too long. It feels like yesterday. Oh jeez. Uh, what, what was Giladino? What, what, do you, what do you think about Giladino? Giladino was a good player. I mean, any team that he played, he played for AC Milan, he played for uh, several many great Parma. Many oh, man, um, they did very well Giardino, everywhere. Right? But, uh, yeah, Champions League, World yeah, Cup. Uh, you know, there is uh, nothing that a uh, good good thing to say about him. He always played the, 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 his heart out and, um, you know, this is the type of player that we should be looking forward. Yeah, the, the violin, the classic uh, goal scorer. Can never forget that right. in, in the World <laughs> Cup. Oh, yeah. did that. A lot of people on our post are saying, you know, very un- underrated. A uh, no, guy that never play. really got, um, you know, talked about well, amongst like the best, yeah. but a guy that was always there. Yeah, was he had a little scored. hard time with Milan. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a gr- fantastic on Parma, hard time in Milan. Then he went, found himself in Fiorentina. He's, o- he's one of those goal scorers that, t- like uh, Inzaghi type. Exactly. You know? Exactly. He's you know how to find the net. And you know, yeah, yeah. He was always there. Gervi- um, Gervinho, I was going to say, I got Gervinho on my mind. Jorginho, uh, he broke a little bit of a record, even though Chelsea didn't win, Sadi's Chelsea. Um, he, had, he was averaged a pass every 30 seconds in the Premier League. It was um, the most in their history for the most passes from a single player. So Gervinho, he had 180 passes, Jorginho. 90%. Jorginho again. So yeah, I know a lot of people were criticizing, you know, maybe they're a little bit um, lateral passes, but I also, right? Chelsea, no, Chelsea. What was it I almost said that Chelsea won the Champions League. But it, but it shows how controlling he is of that game. He's now. like the key to Chelsea. So Chelsea, uh, Chelsea. No, sorry. <laughs> for, uh, you know, for the first time he had a stop, not against a big team, but against, a, you know, an average team. So, uh, so did your boy Mourinho. Yeah. You can't West win every game. You can't win every game. You should be winning the smaller, the smaller. <laughs> oh my small God. West Ham is a good team. So I just hope that this guy here doesn't make the same mistake that he made in Napoli, and uh, he, you know he uses all the bench, you know, use it wisely and uh, not, not burn all the players out. That's what I think. Uh, I hope it does not happen uh, when you play in England uh, for English Premier League. So. 
Can we talk about Simone Verdi? <laughs> I liked the, what he did Same. in, uh, in okay. Napoli. Oh my goodness gracious. This guy here, he was in Bologna last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Does he play for the Italian national team? Yeah. I haven't seen him. I think mm. Gacoldo, but never really played. This kid here, I think, is the next. The next uh, Cassano? Uh, no, Cassano. <laughs> Cassano can never be replaced. <laughs> he could be the next, uh, you know, uh, great midfielder. Yeah? Because How old is he? He's not so Simone young. Verdi? No, Simone Verdi is 24 or 25. No, he's, no a more than that. he's a forward now. Yeah. He's like a winger. Winger forward. Yeah. Winger forward. But he's excellent um, 26. player. 26. He's, 26. Yeah. he's not the youngest. He just turned 26, though, to be I fair. I think he kicks both with the left and the right, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's he, right. He, he remembers free kicks. That's right. Free kicks, yeah. left or right, yeah. doesn't matter to him. I remember the same um, match. He scored yeah. one with his left and one with his If right. you want, I wanted to say, say a little bit about uh, the VAR. They interviewed Rizzoli, who's the guy in charge of the VAR. He's a very, very smart guy. And they trying to understand, like us, uh, some of the questions about the VAR and how it works. So they asked him about uh, Torino against Roma when, uh, if you remember, when Fazio uh, pushed uh, Fox from behind, but they didn't go to the VAR and it was not a, a penalty or anything. Many thought that it was a penalty. So what happens in a case like that is you have the referee, the referee did not make any calls, uh, immediately they look, the VAR looks at what happened, and if for the VAR they think that there was nothing there, then they're not going to tell anything to the referee. Whatever the referee decides, which he decided it was not a foul, then it stays not a foul, but the, the VAR does look and, uh, and tries to see if there was anything there. So that was Torino against Roma. Then they asked him a question about Sassuolo against Cagliari. There was uh, the handball is the most complicated call because uh, uh, there's got to be intention. Mm -hmm. Anyway, there was a, a handball inside the area. The referee did not call a penalty. So what happens is the VAR looks at it and it tells the referee, "I think you should go and look at it." They don't tell them it's a penalty. They don't tell them it's not a penalty. They just tell them, "Hey, we think you should go and look at it." So what happens? He went, he looked at it, and then he said it was a penalty. So that's how it worked at that time. Why, you wanna? No, I, this is a good finish up, finish up. Okay. Then uh, they went Sassuolo against Empoli. There was a, uh, the ball was on the right side, uh, past the midfield. The guy is going all the way to the right wing. It looks like the ball went out of bounds, but the linesman did not call it. So the ball went out of bounds, it looks like. The guy kept going to the right wing, he made a cross, and they scored a goal. So uh, the VAR looks at that, and they look at it all different angles, but they could not determine that the, ball, that the whole ball was out, because even if one centimeter of the ball touches the line, the ball, the, the is, ball is good. Yeah. So they look at it in different angles, they couldn't determine if you look at it at a speed, a regular speed, it looks like the ball was out. So at that time, the VAR evaluated it. They didn't make any call because the referee did not make any call, and they could not determine that the ball was out. Then the call of the pill stands. That then the, 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 then That's the, what they do in baseball. Right. That's what they do in baseball. If you cannot really say 100% that then you out. Then there was another game, a Spal against Atlanta. There was a foul. Today? No. Weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Spal against Atlanta. So you look at you look at the play, 
the guy is at the edge of the penalty area. He goes inside the penalty area and Patania, uh, Patania puts the foot uh, in front of him. So he goes to kick the ball, he falls. If you look at it, you can swear it's inside the area. Tardelli said it was a penalty. Um, Sabino uh, Nela said it was a penalty. Rizzoli, who's watching the game, he was at that game, he said it was a penalty. All the, the people watching the game, they said there was a penalty, and all the newspapers reported that it was a penalty. When they slow motion the action, the, the player was inside the area. F of his leg was inside the area, but if this was the line, when he went to, uh, to kick the ball, if this is the line, the, the guy... No, the ball, everything was inside the area. Except for the ball. Ex no, except for his leg. Mm. So the guy hit him over here, right one centimeter before the line. So when he went like this and he went to kick, he stopped him just one centimeter before the line. But his old body was inside the area. The ball was inside the area. Everything was inside the area. But the kick, but only this much of his leg was outside the area. And that's when the guy got him. It's impossible to determine that it was not a penalty unless you froze the action. And once you froze the action, you saw that actually was outside the area. Like this, I wouldn't be upset, though. Yeah. I think so, they were more upset about other kinds of calls. You know, if you get a, a centimeter and, and 19 people can't tell where it is. But that's, uh, no, we're going back to the same thing that we, we've been saying all along on this, in this uh, blog that we do. So, again, this VAR over here, we still left the referee making the decision. He's, to be, he's supposed to be the last person to decide. The, if you have people on the VAR, and those are the people looking at the slow motion and looking at exactly what's going on, whether you win or you out, they freeze the, 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 the frame on the TV. Those are the people making the decision. The referee, I mean, the, the, the coaches, they can challenge the, 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 the call. They just by throwing a flag or by just okay, waving so, to somebody. So no, they, they, they did talk about, uh, about challenging, uh, having the, uh, the sideline challenge. He said... The challenge at this point, it's not, it's not worth to challenge because the VAR is evaluating what's going on on the field and they're telling you what's going on on the field and they're telling the referee uh, to look at it, to look at if, the, if it needs to be looked at it. So to have somebody challenge something that it's supposed to be clear uh, except for a, a handball which could be subjective or because of the intention. But if you have a, an offside, an offside, it's either offside or it's not offside. It's a black and white. Yeah. You have a straight line. You look at the straight line and you can determine. There's nothing to look at it. When, when it's an offside, there's no need for the referee to go look at it. No, he gets the call. He gets the goal. It was offside because it's, you know, it's, it's something. Either or, yes or right. No. It's yeah. very objective. Yeah, exactly. It's either or. It, it, so there's no need. It's only when no need for reasoning, right? This, right. So, this is what what they reported that at this point, having the uh, the coach challenging it yeah. is not. And also, challenges could could act as like a tactical ploy. Peter, so could challenge and, and also, and one more thing that you said before, they did a statistics the last five games of last year and the first five games of this year, 
there were many more times that they, go, that they went to the VAR, the first five games of this year, than the last five games of last year. Everybody thinks the opposite. I think the opposite. Right. I still right. Feel but, but it was, a, it was a statistic. But maybe they did it at more but crucial moments last still year. Missing, that's why I, Peter, I don't know. I think you and I, we agree on this thing here. Those, those we have a different faction over here. <laughs> I think, I think the bar, as it is opinion. right now, it's always to the, it's always left to the interpretation of the referee. Regardless of the, the fact that the ball is in or is out, regardless whether it's offside or whether it's an offside, regardless whether it's the handball is intentional or unintentionally, the referee should not have anything to say. If you are on the bar, if you look at the baseball, if you look at the tennis, if you look at the football, if you look, when somebody throws a flag and he challenged the play, they said, hey, at the end of the, when they review, the people on top of there, when they finish up to review, they don't ask the referee, what do you think? <laughs> they say, sure, yeah. this is it. But, uh, but, soccer, right but, but soccer is not tennis. No, and, no, 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 and no, no. Soccer no. is not football. They, they, they I have, disagree with you. All right, all right. I know, no, I disagree with what have There are people on the bar, you should put in five people, you make the decision three to two, and whoever's, whoever, the, you know, the, the, the majority wins on that decision. The referee is a biased person, should not be making the decision of what happened on the field. Okay? In tennis, there is a chair umpire. What they do, they run the, they run the play, they see whether the ball is in or out, and they, you know, they don't need the referee over there because they have a video, and the ball shows exactly whether you meet the line, whether you're inside, yes. or whether you're outside. One second. In football, it's exactly the same thing. You never see the referee. The referee, all they do, they put the mic on, and it says, after the review, not the review, after the, the, plate, was re, the plate was reviewed, he was decided that this is what happened. Okay? They don't make any decision. In, in, uh, in baseball, it's exactly the same thing. Baseball, what they do, is that a home run? Is that a home run? Did the guy touch the plate before he, uh, he, you know, he was tagged, yes or not? That's all they do. The refs, they do not make decision. It's the bar. It's yes, we talked about play. this before, though. We this talked about is, this I think, before. what's wrong. We agree. We agree. We talked about this before. Let Let's wrap this up. Uh, are we on the same line? Yes, we're all on the same line. We, Let's wrap this up. This Mike, last hour. question, real quick. Okay, one, one question. Is Di Francesco going to get sacked? Apparently, he has two games left to prove himself. Let's just say yes or no. Yes or no for each one, and who's going to replace After him? After these two think? games? After these next two games. If he loses versus Lazio. No, no, what do you think? Do you think he's going to happen? Yes. You think he's going to get sacked? If he loses to Lazio, he's sacked. No. No. If he loses, he's no, out. Yeah, there's no if he loses. What do you guys think, though? If he loses, if he wins, he's Do you think he's, he's going to win? Do you think he's going to lose? That's what I'm trying to say. He's not going to sack. Roma, I think he's going to lose. So, so he's going to get sacked? Sack? Okay. Sack? No, no. No, he's going to he's gonna beat Lazio. I say sack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I like him, but I don't, they're not playing. You think he's going to get sacked? I think he lost the locker room, to be honest. No, he's not going to get I think he lost the locker room. I don't think he has I don't think he's going to be losing many games. Okay, we'll see. Anyway, uh, I think intense long episode. Yeah, we got Seria that's on if you're watching when this is uploaded today and then tomorrow and then even until um, Thursday. So a lot of football to cover. And the shirts are going to be up right right after and this podcast. And the Varfanculo, if you want a Varfanculo shirt, Inter, uh, <laughs> Peter was asking, you want one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you want one, you can go to ItalianFootballTV.com. Um, anyway, as always, thank you for watching. Rate the podcast if you enjoyed. Subscribe if you're on YouTube. And as always, thank you for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Wait, 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 wait. It's not over yet. Hey, no, guys. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You say, hey, guys, this again. This is about you. Okay? It's your voice. It's, it's inside this podcast. What we're saying over here is just personal opinion. But what's your opinion? Is the mo- hey, we didn't put any calls from the guys.
What do you want? Everything is an opinion except what you say, yours is fact. Yeah, my fact. Uh, <laughs> 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 Take another one. Yeah, he's gonna be jumping off the wall, this guy.